You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you today. We got some more spoilers for you. How about that? The Mental L spoilers are in from last night's uh, taping. Not a whole hell of a lot went down, but some interesting news on the Nate front, which we will get to. Um, there is a podcast that addressed me and kind of called me out on the Nate stuff. I'll briefly address that. I'll give my thoughts on the two Bachelorette season and uh, the fake Nate Instagram account going around. I'll fill you in on that. So uh, we will get to that momentarily. Don't forget, this podcast brought to you by Dame Products. When you think of vibrators, you think Reality Steve, right? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you'll look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Let's get started here. First off, I want to start with this. In regards to The Bachelorette, there's something that came up that people keep bringing up this season. You know, the two Bachelorettes, everyone seems to have an opinion on this. And like I said, I've kind of been fine with having it. I don't think they're going to do it again anytime soon. I mean, look at the years that have passed in between any time they ever did two Bachelorettes. They did it back in season six or seven with Byron and Jay on the first night. Then we didn't see it again until the Caitlin Britt stuff, and that was just a one-night thing, and then years later is this one. So people who are thinking, oh, we're going to get double bachelors now just because we had double bachelorettes, I, I haven't heard anything about that. I don't think that's happening at all. Um, and here's the reason why I think that they shouldn't do it, and they probably learned their lesson from this one, is that they did the same exact season but with two leads. They didn't extend the amount of episodes. They didn't extend the amount of hours given to it. So whereas in the beginning of the season when they're still in L.A., if you have one lead, you have two group dates and a one-on-one date. Well, look at this season. It's just been so chaotic, and even when they travel, they have to give each of them a one-on-one and each of them a group date, as opposed to when you travel, you get two one-on-ones and a group date. So... Look at who, I should have written this down again, my bad, but off the top of my head, who has Rachel had one-on-one dates with? Zach, Tino, Avon, and who? Oh, the guy that she dumped, Johnny. Yeah, she's had four one-on-one dates, and next week is the episode before Hometowns. I mean, so it's pretty clear like who the guys are that she's really into and who was going to get a hometown date. She's not going to bring people on a one-on-one when she only gets five the whole season, or maybe she gets two next week. I don't know how they're doing next week's dates, but at the most she's going to have six one-on-one dates and four of those people go to hometowns. Like it's not that hard to figure out. And same goes for Gabby. I mean, she's been on a one-on-one with uh, Eric, with Jason with Johnny and with Nate, right? Four. Yeah, two in L.A., episodes two and three, and one each in Paris and Belgium. She's had four one-on-one dates. I mean, and next week she gives Nate another one-on-one date before Spencer even gets one, unless he gets one next week. I don't, I don't know about the dates next week, but it's just kind of a joke. Let's be honest. That's what I mean. And then on a normal season, when you have one lead, 
when you get to the hometown date episode, what do we get? We get a two-hour episode, and you go to four hometown dates, right? And on a clock, I'm not talking about uh, screen time like a Bachelor Data does. I'm just looking at the clock. Usually on a hometown date, the episode starts, and the first hometown date usually ends around 20 or 25 after. And then the second hometown date ends about 50 or 55 after. And then the third hometown date ends about, you know, 15 after the second hour, maybe 20 minutes after the second hour. The fourth hometown date lasts on the clock at the 40 to 45 minute mark of the second hour. And then the last 15 minutes is them arriving for the rose ceremony. Well, we don't know the schedule for the rest of the season for the Bachelorette, but how are they going to do that with seven hometowns that they have to do now? Four for Rachel and three for Gabby. If they're going to squeeze seven hometowns into one episode, I mean, that's fine. They've been squeezing a lot of stuff into all these episodes, but it just means less time and less getting to know any of the men. And that's what I feel like on this season. While there does seem to be some good guys, we just don't know a lot about them because everything seems to be cut short because you have to deal with two leads. So two leads is fine, but you got to change the format or give yourself more time. And they didn't do that. It's the same exact show with two people. And I remember being on with Dave Neal at the beginning of right when Clayton season ended and I went on his live and I was talking about this. I was like, how are they going to do this? Are we going to get a Monday episode of Rachel and Tuesday episode of Gabby? Like that was being discussed back in March. Clearly that wasn't the case, but it just, when you do the same exact show and now you got two leads, they've had four one-on-one dates. And after next week, we're already at hometowns. That's not enough. On a normal season, you'd have one, two, you get to uh, two in LA, episodes two and three. And then if you have four stops overseas, which they usually do, because four, five, six, and seven are usually overseas or out outside of Los Angeles. Sometimes they go to a, a U.S. city and then overseas. But four episodes, episodes four, five, six, and seven have always naturally been out of L.A. And each of those, you get two one-on-ones and a group date. There might be a two-on-one that replaces a one-on-one, but two one-on-ones and a group date is eight one-on-ones plus the two you had in L.A. You get ten one-on-ones a season. This one is going to be max six. That's almost half what you usually get. So that's what I mean. That's where they screwed up. So that's my thoughts on the two Bachelorette season. I don't have a problem with it, but the timing and the way they mapped it out was not very good. Some of you brought to my attention yesterday Emma Gray and Juliet Littman on Juliet's Bachelor Party podcast. And they had some things to say about my reporting on the Nate story. And you know, when somebody comes to me with something like this, I don't do the hearsay. I went and listened to the whole podcast. And I actually reached out to Emma through text message last night. I texted her and I said, hey, Emma, it's Reality Steve. Because Emma has been on the podcast before with Claire two or three times. And so I have her number. We've texted a few times in the past, usually just to set up the podcast, but I've never thought there was any sort of contention there. Um, After the Demi story broke last year, I thought that she had said something somewhere, but I wasn't sure uh, where she was not a fan of me anymore. And okay, that's her, that's her prerogative. She has every right to do that, but I didn't, I haven't spoken to her since uh, 2021. So I just texted her. I said, Hey, it's reality, Steve. Um, I was informed of your appearance on the Bachelor Happy Hour, or not Happy Hour, Bachelor Party podcast with Juliet. 
I'm over here scratching my head at some of the things that you said. I'd really like to clear some of this stuff up. Can you talk? As of me recording this right now, she has not responded. That was two hours ago when I sent the text. So it's very possible she's busy tonight. Maybe I'll hear from her tomorrow. Maybe I'll hear from her this weekend. Maybe I'll never hear from her. I don't know. But here's what I'm going to say about what they said. And trust me, I have all the quotes that they said, and I could break them down piece by piece. I'm not going to right now. I'm going to kind of let this lie first and let's see if Emma responds to me. I don't know what Juliet's problem with me is. She used to have me on all the time. She probably had me on three or four times. And the second she started getting in and getting in with some of the Bachelor contestants and having Robert Mills on her show, I haven't been on. So I kind of put two and two together and got four. So I kind of I get it. I mean, I'm not I'm not dying to go on the Bachelor Party podcast. I just know I was on three or four times. And then all of a sudden she's never spoken to me since. Go figure. Anyway. But some of the stuff that they said on their podcast yesterday, I would call it irresponsible. Uh, I would call it ignorant. I'd call it reckless. And frankly, it's uninformed. That's my response to what I heard on that 45 minutes I listened to yesterday. It was disappointing to hear, for sure. And um, that's how I'm going to address it right now. Maybe I'll go a little bit deeper. If they want to have a conversation off air, I'm more than likely to do it because they really didn't seem to, again, people talking about something that happens and not having facts straight, not understanding things, maybe kind of skimmed things and didn't listen to things that were said and how they were said. But those are the best four words that I can come up with when I listen to that irresponsible, ignorant, reckless, and uninformed. Moving on. Uh, I want to talk about, Hey, I'll give credit where credit is due when it comes to this franchise. Did you see the new promo poster for Bachelor in Paradise? It's of two flamingo blow-up... Um, what are they called? The things you blow up with the floaties in the pool. And there are two flamingos, and one is on the back of the other. Clearly, um, <laughs> Clearly in a sexual position because the tagline on the poster says, Down to flock. So, <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, from Jesse Palmer's voiceovers telling you to apply for next season to now we're getting down to flock posters and taglines for the upcoming season of Paradise with two flamingo floaties in the pool essentially insinuating they're having sex. Not bad. Their PR department is picking up their game. I thought it was funny. Because that's what you got to do when it comes to this show. You have to be funny. And they don't take themselves as seriously as The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So I thought it was funny. The other thing that came out yesterday, and look, I just did a whole kind of expose on Nate the other day, but I will call something out when it's false. And within a span of about 10 minutes yesterday afternoon, I got like three or four women DMing me saying, oh my God, Nate just hit me up on Instagram He's asking for pictures. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. I've talked about this in the past. If you're not aware, I'll fill you in again right now. There's somebody out there, some loser, that does the same exact thing every season where he impersonates men contestants on this show that are on The Bachelorette, does the same exact thing, takes their Instagram handle and makes it similar. Like Nate, Nate's Instagram handle is, I believe, Nate underscore Mitchell 12. So this guy did Nate underscore Mitch 12. He 
screenshotted all of Nate's pictures that are on Nate's Instagram and put it as his pictures. So if you look at it and don't analyze it very well, because the Nate Mitchell that's on this season of The Bachelorette has 28.5 thousand followers, this account, Nate underscore Mitch 12, only has 14,000. And But at a quick glance, yeah, you're going to think Nate is messaging you. But he always does the same thing, whoever this person is. I'm assuming it's a guy. I guess it could be a girl. But I'm assuming it's a guy that's doing this because what he does is he does that, does an Instagram name that's similar to the actual real Instagram name, and then he does an Instagram story where he does a he creates a Snapchat for that guy and says, hey, snap me here. And then he gets in a Snapchat conversation with these women and tries to get them to send him pictures and or nudes. I know for a fact in the past, there was one girl that fell for it because she told me, oh, my God, I can't believe I fell for this. And I said, just please tell me your face wasn't in it. And she said, no, but I totally thought it was. And I can't remember which guy it was, so I'm not going to say. But I know in the past this guy has impersonated. I know he did Nick Vile, and I know he did Greg Grippo. And now yesterday he did Nate. But someone else emailed me yesterday and said, I think it was during Katie's season, she got the same exact thing from 10 different guys. He created 10 guys from Katie's season and doing the same thing. Always does an Instagram story with a Snapchat that he creates so the women will message him there, and then he says, you know, starts hitting on them. So, yeah, if you got a message from Nate underscore Mitch 12 yesterday, just know it's an imposter. He does this every season. He's clearly a loser and has nothing better to do. Sorry, Nate underscore Mitch 12. Your gig is up. I actually messaged him. Oh, wait, did he read it? Let me look. I actually messaged him yesterday and basically said, dude, your gig is up. Stop doing this. Don't you have, and I basically said, don't you have anything better to do with your life? Oh, <laughs> Instagram has now been, uh, it's not there anymore. Nate underscore 12 is now just Instagram user in my DMs. I wrote, the gig is up, dude. Knock it off. Don't you have anything better to do with your time? You literally do the same thing every season. Did it with Nick Vile, did it with Greg Grippo. Just stop, man. Find something better to do with your life. And now it's not there. So maybe he did a different, maybe he's gone on to a different Nate one. Just be on the lookout. I mean, and also kind of just think, use your brain. Do you really think guys in that big of a public figure, now granted, there are some shady guys in this franchise, no doubt. But do you really think they're going to go on their Instagram and just start randomly DMing someone they don't know and say, hey, come talk to me on Snapchat? Like, be a little more careful. All right, let's get to your men tell all spoilers. It taped yesterday in L.A. There were uh, 14 guys there. Um, Let's see. It was, let me break out my notes here, but um, the 14 guys... Chris wasn't there and Hayden wasn't there. So there was really no drama whatsoever outside of Roby, Robbie, Roby, the magician, who just started talking apparently way too much for a guy that was barely on the show. And guys were just like, dude, what are you doing here? So Nate, Tyler, Logan, Meatball, Mario, Spencer, Roby, Tremaine, uh, Jordan V., uh, Jordan H., Jacob, Alec, Quincy, and Ethan, I believe, was everybody there. The three hot seat guys were Tyler, Logan, and Nate, and they did bring up 
my information on Nate from Wednesday, although obviously they didn't mention me by name, but they brought it up. And Nate got emotional on the hot seat. Uh, He said that his divorce was messy. uh, And his main thing ever since the divorce, because it was so messy, it was to protect his daughter. And he could have been better at communicating, but he did say there was never a conversation with either woman about him being exclusive, which that now we're getting into a he said, she said, because that's uh, not true, according to Kelsey. So it's who you believe on that. But this idea of this is exactly the way I thought he was going to answer it. You know, protect his daughter. And it's just like, Nate, we get it in regards to not introducing your daughter, because when he said protecting his daughter on the show, on the men tell all, he's basically saying, like, I don't need to introduce. You can tell somebody that you have a daughter. You can tell somebody you were divorced. Like, and obviously this is a men tell all. And even when Nate goes on the podcast next week for The Bachelor, they're not going to grill him and they're going to be like, wait, Nate, on February 14th of 2021, you were on a Valentine's Day date with Kelsey and you sent another girl in another state that you met on Hinge and you'd only had met twice in your life flowers from 1-800-Flowers and sent her a very lovey message. Like, that's what he needs to be grilled on. Not like, hey, Nate, tell us what happened. But nobody's going to do that. And that's exactly what happened at the men tell all. He said he could have been better at communicating. He will do better in the future. It's like, okay, I mean, that's all we can ask. But nothing he apparently said on stage at least refuted anything in the report uh, that I had and anything that Kelsey or Larice said about him. However, when they brought Gabby and Rachel out, they defended him. Gabby said, you know, this is a guy that has been nothing but great to me. All the guys defended him saying, you know, that's his past. Uh, he's a great guy, and we all love him. So it's a Nate love fest at the men tell all, which is fine. I expected it. They're going to protect him. They're not going to bring him down with something that came from Reality Steve, of all people. So anyway, um, the other big thing that we saw in the teasers about Logan leaving in Amsterdam, Logan ended up getting COVID. That's why you see Jesse telling him, you got to go, man, in Amsterdam. It had nothing to do with a fight or anything like that. Logan got COVID in Amsterdam, and that's why he was eliminated from the show. Tyler gets eliminated on his hometown date. You know his hometown date was at the amusement park, Wildwood, in New Jersey, where he works. And basically, um, because Rachel had already been on a date with Avon, she had felt that she had gotten to a certain point with Avon, and she wasn't there with Tyler, and she doesn't want to go meet his parents. And Tyler ends up actually going back home. They send him home to tell his parents, like, hey, it's... It's over. Um, she doesn't want to, you know, we we broke up essentially. But, yeah, so they show Tyler actually going back to his parents. But those are the only three that got to the hot seat. Um, and let's see what else. They did a preview for Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, the four people that they brought up on stage were Victoria Fuller, Genevieve, Serene, and Andrew. They showed a clip of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, the Billy Eichner movie, I think Bros, it's called. Um, he came out with uh, the co-star of that movie. Don't know the name. But basically, they did a promotion of the movie. And Billy brought up the time that he was a guest host during Clayton's season for one of the group dates and even made a reference to, like, what if you're the gay one here? And that you've probably seen that clip. It circulated. Um Meatball poured, took his shirt off and poured sauce on himself again. The audience had a meatball sandwich. Some guy in the audience was dressed as Rambo, which is Hayden's dog. But Hayden wasn't there, and neither was Chris, the two guys that caused the most drama this season. So 
Um, I heard there wasn't a lot of drama on the Men Tell All set. I guess the only other thing was when they showed the clip for the end of the season, they're making you think that Gabby did not get engaged because you see Jesse telling Rachel in the clip, you're the only one here. But obviously, some sort of fake out. There's obviously something going on um, because of the spoilers I had uh, posted yesterday. So, But yeah, they make it seem like um, Gabby leaves single or something like that, or she's gone or not there anymore. But that's the gist of it. I mean, there were some other things that came up. Like I said, Roby and Robbie and Ethan were the only ones that even gotten any sort of beef or some of the other guys jumped on Robbie's case because he started calling them out for the way they acted on the show. And it's like, dude, you were here one episode. Be quiet. And, um, you know, like when they teased the finale, Gabby said she may leave. And then Rachel said, like, you know, you need to be here or something like that. Rachel was crying a lot. They make it seem like there's only one rose ceremony, essentially. And, um, you know, obviously that's going to get everybody up in a tizzy, but... You know, I can only report what was told to me, which was Gabby's with uh, with Eric. So um, I think also Jesse, I think, says one or more engagements. So at least one got engaged, but he wasn't like clear about the other. So it's like I said, they're teasing something. You know, well, like I said, it's very hard because I don't know all the details of the ending of the show. I just, you know, know what the result was. But um, yeah, so. The biggest things to take from it, they do address the Nate stuff. Logan gets eliminated in Amsterdam because he ended up getting COVID. Tyler gets eliminated on the day portion of his hometown date. He doesn't meet his parents, but he ends up going back to his parents and telling them that, you know, Rachel and I have broken up. But um, not a lot of drama from what I heard uh, on this uh, Men Tell All. So there you go. I want to thank everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. This was the, what, fifth week, fourth week of, uh, I think the fourth week of, Fifth week. I don't remember what week we're on of the Daily Roundup. But thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great weekend, and we will talk to you Monday. See you!